In this episode, we're talking about balancing your day job with your passion projects. My name is Lou Blazer. You're listening to Second Breaks. This is episode 121. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Second Breaks, a show where we talk about making smart career moves, no matter if it's your second, third, or fourth act, and thriving in a changing world of work. Today marks the end of the series on side hustles. And let me tell you, it's been a fantastic ride for me to look at this topic from different angles and really explore the different ways that we can get going with a side project. And I hope that you found lots of useful insights and inspiration following the series as well. Now, if you want to get caught up or review the previous episodes in the series, uh, head on over to secondbreaks.com forward slash podcasts. And the series, um, the series officially starts with episode 107. Okay. Now I chose today's story sort of like a, like an end cap for the series because Casey Carr's story, I thought, had many elements to it that would resonate with you. Now, the specifics may not apply exactly. So, for example, what she does for a living or what specifically her side hustle is about, those things may not apply to you, but the broad themes around the why and the how of things will ring true. Now, Casey Carr works at an outpatient clinic as a sonographer, and that's her official day job. But as much as she likes helping patients and finds that work meaningful, this is not her passion. And I think right there is something many of us can relate to, you know, like having a day job that pays the bill or pays well even, or that even that we find meaningful or has purpose as a general statement, but it's not necessarily necessarily where our passion lies. I think that is something that will ring true for a lot of people. Now, as far as Casey's concerned, her heart is and has always been, or for a long time, it's been in writing, like developing stories, writing stories, that kind of stuff, writing books. Now, when I sat down with uh, Casey, she shared the frustration that she felt doing one job and all the while wanting to do something else. She talked about how in an effort to give her writing career a boost, she hired a book coach and how that experience in turn sparked an idea for a new side gig. Today, Casey is doing all of the above. She has a full-time job. She is actually pursuing her passion and she is also nurturing a side gig. Sounds like a lot, right? In Casey's case, her side gig helps her stay close to her passion. And her goal is that one day this side gig will uh, eventually allow her to leave her day job and be able to go all in with her writing career. Now, before I introduce Casey Carr, I wanted to take a brief minute here to let you know about Second Breaks, the newsletter. Now, you might be wondering why you would need another email that announces new podcast episodes. So let me just assure you that this newsletter is not that. 
because no one needs another newsletter that simply announces new episodes, right? We don't need those kinds of emails to clutter our inboxes. The Second Breaks newsletter is a curated resource to help you with your career. It is sourced from reliable, quality, and well-researched information that can be found out there. Now, you and I both know more than ever, we need to stay on top of industry trends, the latest thinking, the latest strategies to navigate this changing world of work. But who's got the time? We are all drowning with information and content, and some of them honestly are not that useful to begin with. That's where you can rely on second breaks. I take the time to comb through magazines, trade journals, research studies, blogs, podcasts, books, and so on to find relevant information to help you thrive in your career. The sole purpose of Second Breaks, whether it's through the newsletter or this podcast, is to get you better informed and better equipped to make decisions, grab opportunities, and meet today's unique challenges. And so I want to invite you to give Second Breaks a try. It's a free newsletter. All you have to do is sign up for it, and you can cancel anytime if it's not your cup of tea. You can go to secondbreaks.com forward slash newsletter to give it a try. Okie dokie, let's get on with the show. Hello, Casey. Welcome to Second Breaks. Thank you so much for joining me. No, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> so I know that you are a sonographer, I think is the term, by day. And then you also have lots of different roles, I think, in the umbrella of writing and editing and coaching umbrella sort of stuff. So I thought we could start there. If you wouldn't mind just telling us a little bit about what your day job is, because the sonographer bit, I had to like make sure that I read that correctly. And then, uh, and also what are the different things that you do on the side? Okay, so I, I am a sonographer. And that is an ultrasound technician for people who can't say sonographer. Um, so Everyone assumes that what I do is look at babies all day, but that's not true. Um, I can ultrasound all different parts of the body. So I do um, general, which is like abdomens and pelvises and thyroids and that kind of thing. And then I also do OB, which are the babies. And then I also do vascular. So we look at the veins and the arteries as well. So that's, that's my day job. Um, I've been doing that for about 10 years now. So you work in a hospital? Um, like that's I work, clinics or? I work at a clinic. So I work at an outpatient center that's associated with a hospital. It's, you know, Monday through Friday. It's like your typical, you know, 8 to 4.30 job. So, you know, I, I really like it. It's a good gig. Um, but it's, um, it's not so much where my passion is. It was kind of my I needed health insurance job. And so that's how I ended up doing ultrasound. Um, and then on the on the side, I'm also a writer. And ironically, I have been writing about as long as I've been doing ultrasound because I started writing um, in one of my first semesters of college for ultrasound. So um, they've kind of coincided all along the, the whole way. And then more recently, I got a book coaching gig with Author Accelerator. And so that's kind of been... Um, my goal is to head in that direction because I would really like to continue writing 
um, or have all writing related jobs because that's where my passion lies. Gotcha, gotcha. So for the listeners, Author Accelerator, you might remember, especially if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you might remember that I interviewed Jenny Nash about, I think about two, three months ago was when her episode came out. And she is the founder of Author Accelerator. So uh, Casey works with Jenny um, in, uh, in her book coaching uh, side gig or side hustle. So you fell in love with writing when you were in college. Did you, were you thinking, I'm going to be a writer? This is going to be my profession. No, you know, it's funny because I was, I was that kid who grew up like reading books. Like some of my earliest memories are like reading books while my mom was on the phone because, you know, she was a typical mom and start talking and she'd stick his finger out and, you know, tell you to snap at you to be quiet. So I started reading books while she was on the phone and I can, like my earliest memories are just sitting and reading these like Disney Minnie Mouse books while she talked. And, and then um, as I grew up, I was always getting yelled at for reading books like at the dinner table or, you know, in class, like wherever I was, I was reading. And so the funny thing about that is I never, like it never dawned on me that you can be a writer. Like that's a thing that people do. It just never, it never connected. And so it wasn't until college that I started thinking like, wow, you know, I could really write a book. Like, you know, how many hundreds and thousands of books have I read? And I've never thought, well, I could write a book. So I did. Um, so I did. And I don't know that I ever thought that I was going to be successful at it. Um, I think initially, when you initially start writing, you think, wow, this is so great. Like, everybody's going to want this. Um, then reality kind of hits you like, oh, maybe I have a lot of things to learn along the way here because my writing's not as good as it should be but um, you know it's definitely fun in those first days of of starting to write um, because you don't know the rules and you don't know you know what makes a good book or you know you don't know all the hard work that has to go into it it's just pure fun and I, I think I just fell in love with the whole creative side of how fun it was so as you pursued the the I don't know if we should call it a career or at least a job in the medical space, right? You're a be, uh, being an, a sonographer. Was your intention that I am just going to do this for my day job, but I will always be writing on the side? Was that kind of your intention? Uh, not initially, but it did kind of become that because, uh, you know, I would go to work. Um, during the day and all I would be thinking about is coming home and, and working on my books because that was where the fun part was. Is the book coaching role that, uh, that you're doing now with Author Accelerator the first time that you are uh, monetizing or making money out of the writing or did you actually do editing or that kind of stuff before that? I would say that it's the first time that I'm I'm successfully making money. Um, I, I have published a few short stories that I've received money for. I do have, um, I do have a book that is um, used through the New York Public Library to teach people English. It's like an audio book, which is kind of cool. But um, yeah, this is the first time like I'm, I'm making like a significant amount of money with a writing related career. Got it. Got it. And so talk a little bit about what the book coaching thing is all about um, and also how you came about uh, that opportunity or how did that start? So book coaching is like um, editing but better. So a book coach 
it doesn't just edit your words. Like we're not just looking at your your pages and saying, you know, oh, your your grammar is not great or your sentence structure needs to be fixed. We're looking at the deeper level motivations of your characters. So we look at, you know, the structure of your story, character development, and we start with you right from the beginning. Like um, you don't have to have a finished novel when you go into book coaching. We're going to help you set up the entire structure of your novel, and then we're going to keep you on track to make sure that you're consistently moving forward. And then the last thing that a book coach does is provide emotional support. And I think that's one of the things that's really missing with like a writing group or with just a regular editor is that you you get your feedback. But from a from a book coach, you know, we're going to offer you more encouragement and, you know, we're going to look at the emotional side of how you're handling um, dealing with this project. So you get, you know, the, the feedback on your work, but then you're also getting that additional support that maybe you don't find elsewhere. Got it. So do you work, ideally you'll work with someone at the very beginning of their book idea? Is that the ideal situation? Ideally, uh, because a lot of novels have structural issues that, you know, a writer may not be able to see. So if you start with a book coach from the beginning, you kind of um, get rid of those problems and they help you structure the book in a way that makes sense. However, you can work with a book coach if you have a full novel or half a novel. Um, there's really no bad option to go work with a book coach wherever you are writing career there's always something they have to offer I gotcha so tell us a little bit about how how you stumbled upon this opportunity or how did this even become something you'd consider doing um I was actually book coached myself so I I worked with Julie Arts at Author Accelerator and I uh, found Author Accelerator through Lisa Cron who wrote the book Story Genius which is um like my favorite book ever. And um, I took the, the Story Genius class that Author Accelerator offers, and then they kind of, um, after the class, you have the option to sign on to continue coaching. And so by this point, I hadn't um, I hadn't had much success with my novel. So um, Jenny has this saying, you know, that things get real when you, when you put some money into the game or put some skin in the game. And so that's what I did. You know, I put some money out there. I paid for the classes and for the book coaching. And all of a sudden, like my writing career took off like like that. So I, I worked with a book coach and then I, I got into pitch wars and then I got an agent and then I started working with um, Author Accelerator as a book coach. So when I when I actually was going to have my interview for the book coaching, um, I would I was doing an interview like this with Jenny, actually, about a class I had taken with her. And I just happened to mention, you know, Jenny, I would I would love to be a book coach and learn how to do that. And she said, well, you should, you know, take our editing test and apply. And I was like, I guess I had never thought about that. You know, just like being a writer never crossed my mind. So, so I did. And then I ended up being hired. But it was like, it was a long journey. And I, I remember it was like the worst time in my writing career right before all of that stuff happened so I had been getting a lot of rejections and everything was really hard and then all of a sudden like everything went right all at once how awesome so, so you you engaged with author accelerate accelerator as a client as yeah. their client and you worked with a different book coach and then it's through that process that this idea of well I could be a book coach as well came about that is interesting <laughs> So how how much like in terms of time? So you 
sonographer, your role as a sonographer is still a full-time job for you or have you become part-time in one or the other or what's it like? It's still full-time. So my book coaching is what I do on the side currently, but I would like to change that. I'm on a one-year plan to quit my day job and go into book coaching and writing full-time. Got it. So right now, would you say um, if if the if the day job takes the full-time sort of uh, percentage of your time, uh, what amount of time do you spend on the side job or the side gig? Or is it weekly? Probably, yeah, probably 10 to 15 hours a week. And you don't find, and you find that, that you're able to manage that additional workloads. Some, some weeks are harder than others. Um, but, you know, sometimes I, I do double duty. So like I'm on my lunch break at work and I'm working on client work or my brain is constantly thinking of, of writing and, and, and client work and all of the other stuff I have to do while I'm at my day job. So it's kind of like it was at the start where I'm constantly thinking about this other thing I want to be doing. Before you got into the book coaching role, you were writing. So even though you might say, "Well, I'm not making a lot of, I'm not making a lot of money with the writing," but you were writing that. That was some, in a way, that was a side gig. That was a side project. Your novels were your side project, right? And so now, in addition to the job, the the day job, you have the book coaching, which is a, a, a side hustle that pays. But do you still do you still write in addition to that? <laughs> I do, um, and I have to say that my own personal writing has probably taken the biggest hit since I started book coaching, um, just because it is so time consuming and it takes up so much brain space, um, and I think it's it's like a mentally exhausting kind of work. Um, but now I just recently moved. So now that I moved and I'm getting like my office set up and everything, I think um, I used to spend all of my Sundays writing. That was my writing day. So I, I'm going to get back to doing that. What's the biggest challenge about having a full-time job where you have to go to, you know, a location? It's not, you know, it's not a work from home thing, right? You have to physically be there. And then also having a side hustle. It's just, it's time. Time. I mean, I, I commute almost three hours now a day to work. Um, and so it's just, it's time, um, to, to do the work and really, you know, make your brain go from one thing to the other. Like, what are you attempt, at least what are you attempting to do to sort of manage or address that issue or challenge? Prioritizing. You have to decide what things you can let go. So if my dishes build up in the sink for three days, it's, fine like it's not hurting anybody you know so that's kind of and forgiving myself for not being perfect I mean you can't do everything and so once I realized that you know it doesn't matter if you know some things are messy or you know what I can let go of is what makes it easier for me to do the job that I want to do so just kind of giving myself that permission to not be perfect and not have a, a perfect house or or whatever so just prioritizing what you know what is most important yeah sometimes what we try to do when when we add additional things on our plate is that we assume or we want to maintain the same level of quality across whatever was there to begin with right so uh so sometimes certain things just have to drop absolutely and and let yourself do that and forgive yourself for it because i know that there's a lot of especially when you're a parent and a mom um you know, there's a lot of mom guilt if you're not the 
perfect mom and the perfect housekeeper and the perfect employee. But, you know, it's it's not that easy. So you have to forgive yourself for, you know, following your passions and doing the things you want to do, because that's ultimately what's important, because that's the influence that you're showing your children. Would you mind um, sharing with us, Casey, um, what your longer term plans are? Where do you want to to go take this? coaching or writing and the sonographer part of you? Well, like I said, I'm on a one-year plan to quit my day job. So um, I like healthcare. I like working with people, but it's just not, um, it's not what I see myself doing forever. I work with writers. I love working with writers and I love writing. And I mean, ideally, um, I have two books that are out on sub with publishers right now. So ideally, my, my books would sell and I could continue writing and book coaching um, on a more full-time basis. So that, that's my goal. So I know you've only been, you know, you've only been doing this, uh, you know, is it been a year? How long have you been doing the, the book coaching thing? Uh, I just had my one-year anniversary in, in early September, I think. So, yeah, it's been a year. Cool. All right. So you've been you've been doing the sonography Thing for a while now, for over ten years, I think that's been you know that's been your day day job, your role really. And then you've been writing on the side, and then you've been doing the book coaching um, for officially, quote unquote, for you know about a year now. And so I was just wondering what what insights have you gained about yourself, about you know just having had this experience of having a day job and then pursuing some pursuing a passion on the side and then doing a side hustle. Well, the first one would be find your people, especially when you're, like you said about um, writing groups earlier, is you, know, you got to find your people. And I feel like the people at Author Accelerator are my people. They understand what it's like to um, coach writers or to be writers and it's so important to have that, especially in a creative field, because I can, you know, tell my husband, like, I can't believe I just subbed my book and it was rejected for this reason. And it's so, you know, they're so wrong or whatever. And he'll be like, that's great. But when I tell somebody else who's a writer, they, they understand that. And, you know, they get the emotional aspect of how hard it is to be in this type of career. So finding your people um, is, is probably the biggest one, especially if you have a day job and then this thing on the side, because not everyone's going to understand what that's like. And then, yeah. And then the other one um, is just set boundaries. Like I said earlier, you know, know what you're capable of and don't try to do everything because it's not going to happen. Frequent listeners of the podcast would know, would know that I, um, I tend to go on and on whenever I have a guest on the show that has anything to do with writing, whether it's a writer, an editor, or a public, because there's this side of me who wants to be a writer. So I, uh, I tend to self-indulge <laughs> with my <laughs> questions so I can talk to you on and on, but I want to be respectful of your time. Casey, so two more questions, if you don't mind. So is there, um, I wonder, uh, you are a reader and you're a writer, and I can't wait for you to share with us one or two books that has made an impact on you, on, you know, your career or your uh, transition? So the number one book, I would say, is Story Genius by Lisa Cron. Um, it's my absolute favorite book. It opened up story for me in a way that I never um, understood before. So I would recommend if anyone who is a writer 
to check out Story Genius because it will open your eyes to um, the inside of a story like you've never seen it before. Cool beans. And so, and then last question, um, where can we find you online? So you can find me on Twitter and it's at Casey Marie, which is K-A-C-I-M-A-R-I. Um, and I also have a blog, CaseyCar.com. And find out more about um, book coaching and Author Accelerator at AuthorAccelerator.com. And specifically, if you want to know more about um, the podcast and the podcast that you did with Jenny before, you can go to AuthorAccelerator forward slash SecondBreaks.com. Brilliant. And your website, uh, we are, we're going to find their information about your writing, whatever you're writing, your writing projects as well, right? In addition to the book coaching side of you? Um, you can find my writing projects on my blog, um, CaseyCar.com. It does have some information there, and hopefully I'll have some good news to share in the future about, about those. Cool beans. Excellent. All right. Well, Casey, thank you so much for sharing your journey with me and with the listeners today. I so appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> I hope you found this episode useful. For the show notes and all the links, head on over to secondbreaks.com forward slash podcasts. And while you're there, remember to sign up for the Second Breaks newsletter to get curated tips, trends, and insights for your career. If you haven't yet, now is a good time to subscribe to the podcast via whatever app it is that you're using right now to listen to this podcast. Or if you happen to be listening to this on the website, right below the audio player, you're going to find options for podcast apps as well. Now, a couple of other things I want to say before I let you go today. Thing number one, if you like listening to this podcast and find it useful, I would so appreciate it if you would share and tell your friends about it. Thing number two, if you are on Instagram, please find me at Lou Blazer. That's my personal account. I love making new connections and um, really turning this into two-way conversations. So do look for me over there, okay, at Lou Blazer on Instagram. Okie dokie. I will be back next week. Until then, keep on making your debt, my friends. Cool beans.